0: so it gave you a warning as well right yep yeah it did okay it's recording good Good. all right cool well welcome to travel mouth uh my name is jeff i'm the host and i'm here with my friend alex we're gonna talk about food today so uh, thank you for joining us um first
1: off what's that hi what's up how you doing man i haven't had any food today i'm pretty hungry to be honest, but. oh, that's
0: that's good. That's actually, I should like tell people that's what you have to do before the podcast is no
1: eating, so that you're like super
0: hungry. By the end of it, you're just uh, tortured and ready to go eat. That right. might be part yeah. of it. I, I kind of like that. Idea.
1: That would be terrible, but I love it.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna kind of start off with uh, we're gonna come in hot. We're gonna start off with your hot take, uh, which was actually the last uh, question on the survey. And that was a surprising food combination that you feel really works. And I I love your answer because I actually agree with you. And I know we're going to get some pushback on this one, but you went with pineapple on pizza.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, completely fine with pineapple on pizza. It does not bother me whatsoever. I think the sweetness and the acidity uh, really play well, especially like top favorite pineapple topped pizza is jalapeno and pepperoni. There you, you get go. that kind of spiciness from the jalapeno, the fattiness from the, uh, from the pepperoni, and then that sweetness and that little bit of acidity, both from the jalapeno and the the pineapple just like cut through and add a whole nother layer of flavor uh, and fun in your mouth.
0: I, um, I completely I have another agree. one too that I really,
1: So I'm going to try to put my headphones in real quick. Oh yeah. 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 yeah uh, another one that I really enjoy that was kind of a surprise to me uh is goat cheese and oreos whoa what yeah that one was uh i can't remember who came up with that maybe my buddy steve but um so you just we go right on festival. top of the oreo
0: with a layer you of just goat smeared cheese. on there yeah
1: okay but we were at a beer fest and uh in an airbnb so we we're you know probably a little drunk probably a little stoned and he was like listen you're not going to regret this combination. And we ended up killing like two packs that night.
0: I love it. I'm, I'm going to have to try that. because Yeah, give it a try. It's amazing. I go cheese is right up my alley. And I've, I've always been an Oreo person and just the classic or double well, stuff. It just like course.
1: adds like the creaminess. And you don't even have to go like double stuff on the Oreos. You can just you go like. Yeah, because it's going to. Yeah. Because you're adding extra. That's the double stuff hack. I, I really like that.
0: And that's that kind of eating is really like my favorite stuff to do is sort of the high class low class let's let's yeah. take something like an oreo and let's put some like actually good goat cheese
1: on it yep yeah i i, I, I think definitely. that's why like i don't know i've i've been you know much like yourself been in the the beer game brewing for a decade or more and oddly enough it's taken me a lot of places in life um you know i've gone to dc i've traveled the nation for beer i've Dined with the last two governors of Illinois and met Amazing. So many senators and reps from DC out there at certain things, climbing the hill and advocating for craft beer and eating well has always been kind of on the key to that. But you know, as much as you eat well, you know, we'll go to you know, uh shoot, I can't remember the restaurant's name in DC, but uh Dense Chili Bowl. uh, The which one?
0: Well, Men's?
1: yeah, well, so that, that was the opposite side of it. You know, we'll go to oh, okay. oh, a the fancy nice steakhouse. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, well, actually, last time I was in D.C., we went to, I think, uh, Texas de Brazil or Fogo de Chão, whichever one of th- those that are in there, which, you know, uh, say what you will about it. All you could eat meat's always good. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we left, we went to a bar and had like a couple bottles of Cantillon and then went to Ben's Chili Bowl, uh, you know, so like it's like there's so many spectrums of food like you can go to your michelin star restaurants and absolutely adore them and then you can go to your hole in the wall ben's chili bowl that's been around for 65 years and uh you know probably using the same oil uh in their fryer that they have been which is awesome and eat that food that is just as comforting and good so
0: yeah, and it's it's fun to be able to celebrate both ends of the spectrum like that. Like, I think some people, they get locked into the, oh, I only eat, you know, high end or I only, I don't, that's, you know, that's garbage food or whatever. And they have that attitude. And I feel like they're really missing out. on um, see- having both sides of the, both sides of the coin. They're both delicious.
1: Well, it's a shame too. I mean, even like, even when it comes to fast food, I mean, it's fast food for a reason, but some of these places have been doing it and they do it well, you know, I mean. Every once in a while I get a craving for a whopper. And you know, you get that whopper and you get that charbroil, you get that like backyard barbecue, flavor. bite a bird. Yeah. And it's yeah. just fucking exactly what you need in that moment. Yeah. So
0: <clears throat> it, your your next answer actually kind of is uh it's sort of that high and low end. Uh you, you were asked uh your dream food destination, and you mentioned Noma and Copenhagen and, and, yeah. and Red Zeppi's place, which he's
1: closed yeah rest um, in peace but,
0: but then you also said asian street food so there you go you went for yeah. the you know the the 50 cent boat noodles in vietnam and uh and the 500 hundred dollar
1: sit down meal i didn't find good food until i was like uh, a little bit older um I, I, I mean a little bit older uh i started brewing when i was like 23 so i guess but i've, I know, I've been married for 11 years so i got married young had kids young but uh you know when i did tour like go go to uh, europe and stuff like that i was in my teens and didn't really it was more about like i don't want to try anything new and uh i definitely have those regrets and you know noma just like the sourcing the plating and the story i haven't watched uh what's that movie that kind of came out recently uh oh it's the menu yeah i haven't watched it yet i want to watch it but uh you know, just kind of a play on that where it's so curated down to like the water you're drinking down to the, uh, non edible creations that are on the plate as well, you know, that are just for show. I mean, it's all curated top to bottom, you know, and then you have the other side where it's like, Hey, we have some cheap fish, uh, some handmade noodles and a sauce, uh, that's mostly like ketchup and, uh, you know, soy sauce. And we're going to, put it together and it's going to be 25 cents American and you're going to love it. You know, um and that's I think it's fantastic. Like the fact that some of those restaurants in Southeast Asia are like Michelin starred is yeah. I think proof to that. It's like
0: yeah, you know, that uh go, hunan rice, hunan chicken yeah, rice place. Um,
1: yeah. It's like it's like 250 American or something like that USD for a bowl of noodles and uh it's just perfect every single time. And it's like the same lady. But what sucks about that is, is is like you you hear these stories about, especially in like these uh towns where street food is prevalent, is like the second our generation, you know, we're complaining that it's going away, but our generation also doesn't want to take it over. It's so like these recipes and these 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 restaurants and these uh, stalls are dying with the people who've had it for the last forty years. Yeah. So it's really a shame. I mean, and I I think there is a resurgence of that happening. I mean, obviously, you're seeing it here in the States. I hope it's happening worldwide so we don't Mm -hmm. miss out and just get into a food desert. That would be terrible.
0: Yeah, the the scene, I I see an interesting shift here in the scene where uh, people are kind of going more in that single item or at least, you know, single item done a few different ways concept instead of that old school, like laminated nine page menu with way too many items. You know, like I, I like that we're getting kind of towards the hawker stall mentality of I do one thing. I do it well. Do you want cheese on it or not? You know, that's I, I kind of like that. I went and had a burger uh, on Friday and it, it said clearly on the sign, no substitutions. And you get it the way they make it. And I thought that yeah. was and they made one item and that was it. You want it with bacon or you want it with no bacon. That was it. And I, I kind of like that direction because I feel like you get. Somewhat of a, a pure perspective from a, from an individual instead of, I don't know, something that's been pushed through marketing and pushed through yep. the, the restaurant machine, the grinder of restaurants that really kind of makes everything just medium and mid and everyone happy. And I don't want that. I don't want everyone to be happy. I, I, I love perspective. So I see yeah. that for sure.
1: I mean, well, look at like even like your McDonald's, like back when it started, it was like that five, six item menu. And then as it exactly. grew, it got huge. And now you see they're starting to just pare down to like the chicken sandwiches, burgers, and that's it. Like, yep. let's go back to the things that people are buying. Let's not waste anything else, like any space, any time with, with the garbage just not selling or selling so minimal that it's not making a buck. You know, my buddy, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the burger buff. Uh, he's out on the East coast. Uh, he does oh, okay. uh, pop-ups. Um, his name is Nick Lapore. Um, and he just does burger pop-ups. Uh, it started, he did like, uh, he ate a burger a day for a year and documented it. And he's like a bodybuilder, like a professional bodybuilder, like showman, you know, like, you know, getting the little cock sock and getting painted <laughs> with grease and shit like that. And, um, he makes one burger that's how uh, you do it. If you want to eat a
0: lot of burgers is you get yeah, it? fitness he makes as one well. Burger, it's I two, need to do that. Like
1: real, like hard, hard sear patties with his burger buff sauce with cheese. Uh, he doesn't toast the bun and it's fucking phenomenal. It's absolutely outstanding. And he does one thing, meat, cheese, bun, sauce, and that's it.
0: Um, I love that. I love the purity. And, uh, of that.
1: He's, he's already half of 2024 for him is already booked. He doesn't have a food truck all he does is pop-ups where he'll take his grill or you know in, in our case in iowa he flew here and then like used lachelle's grill or lachelle's food truck and and does his burgers and that's it and he's sold out and he's making a massive killing off of it
0: that's fantastic and uh i uh, would love to be in that game
1: for sure yeah. that's, <laughs> that's that's exactly where i'm like well, and like I even asked him, like I had him on my show uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, and he's like, I get people, ask, you know, saying that this, you know, like, hey, uh, how do I do this? What do I do? And he's like, you know, early on, I would give him advice and tell him he goes, now I just tell people to shut the fuck up and do it. If you're going to do it, don't ask questions. You got to just do it. And uh, I was like, OK, cool. I'm just going to shut up till I do it then. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Man, the first day that I actually made, like, over 100 burgers, because I I got to make some burgers when I was at Paradox, and the first day I actually made over 100 burgers in a day, you learn so much. Like, the the, the learning curve is insane. Like, you're sitting there at home making, oh, let's have burgers tonight. You make two or three burgers, right? You learn a little bit. But, man, go ahead and make 150 burgers, and you're just like, I feel like I speak burger now. Yep. It's nuts. Well, I think,
1: too, I mean, so many people – have these ideas for stuff and 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 even me um you know quietly in the background i'm sure yourself too i've been working on kind of a little project and it's uh it's gonna start getting kicked off here shortly uh um, exciting and it's it's very much about like <clears throat> i can make the most complex recipe for a simple item but once you make it and make it good even if it's really good if it's not executable in a quick fashion you got to scrap it and go back to the drawing board Cause it has gotcha. to be repeatable and it has to be repeatable and under a 10 minute window. If you have a big line, you know what I mean? So yep. that's like, I, I think a lot of people that, that have these grand ideas don't really think about that. And, you know, luckily even somebody who's been in the service industry for my entire life, pretty much at this point now, that's still something I forget where I'm like, yeah, this would be great. And then I'm like, well, hold on, wait, wait, back up a little bit. That can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so I
0: often see restaurant concepts where I break it down just like that. I'm like, is it is it repeatable? Is that you know is that something you can pull off in a fast enough time that if you got busy, you'd be able to handle it? Yeah, and
1: so many places now they're they're designed to fail. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I, I, it, you said it, Jeff. So many places nowadays, and I and I really do love it, are going towards that single single concept food item. And I think it's absolutely lovely. You know, Lachelle's here in Des Moines um, does that. They just do burgers. When they first started, they had like a small breakfast menu. They cut that within like a month or two. Nice. Uh, they used to do hot dogs. They cut that within like the first year. Um, you know, and now they just do like, which is incredibly hard. They do a, a special, a burger special every single day, six days a week that they're open wow which is incredibly difficult like doing them weekly is a pain in the ass doing them every day is unbearable um but now they just do burgers and sandwiches and in a, a few sandwiches like hot ham and cheese like those quick executable sandwiches and it's just the perfect place to go i might go for lunch
0: <laughs> i you know, I'm still planning a trip out there. I want to get out there for um the fair. State, and... State
1: Fair this year. Yeah. Well, actually and... it just coincides. We got we got to look at the weekend, the first or second weekend. My uh uh 2023, but we still call it our man trip. Uh our my my group's man trip is coming to the Iowa State Fair this year. Oh wow. Uh we do a trip every year for the last like 15 years. Bourbon Trail gabf minnesota you know we just go places and have fun it's always revolves around drinking and drinking yeah it's mostly about drinking and so this year it's (laughs) going to be uh, the iowa state fair so
0: well we we touched on it for a second but let's talk cheeseburgers for a minute Um, uh that's 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 something that's maybe a little bit important to you yes you you do have a tattoo that uh Yeah, I do. I'm I'm envious of I I feel like I want one.
1: It's um the thing about cheeseburgers is they're so simple, but they can be so much at the same time. Um I feel like everybody has a story about cheeseburgers in childhood. You know, uh my dad cooking on our Weber kettle, 22-inch Weber kettle in the back, and they were just balls of meat seasoned with salt, pepper, and I think he was a Worcestershire guy, so he'd always throw some nice. Worcestershire in there.
0: 80.
1: And you know, they were never they were they're always cooked fully through. It was always medium, well, well or well done, which was fine. Yep. You throw the cheese on there and you get that cheese just rip roaring melting hot. And then you just put it on a cold bun. I mean, we didn't toast buns back there. What was that? Like burning your bun? No thanks. Put it <laughs> on a cold bun with some mustard and ketchup yep. and probably a pickle or two. You got a day right there, man. You got a day.
0: Yeah, there's something about that, the the temperature contrast in a burger that I really do appreciate. Like, I want something in there to be cold. Like, whether it's a cold pickle or something. When the whole thing is the same temperature. They toasted the bun. The, the burger patty's hot, yeah. obviously. The pickles are hot. The sauce is hot. Like, everything's hot. It's like, we're,
1: give me something.
0: Give me Dude, something. I posted, a,
1: I posted a burger in the Burger Buds group a few, like a few weeks back, and I didn't have a melted slice on there. And it was on the Lachelle's food truck, and I made it. And some guys like tell your buddy if he's a professional to melt the fucking cheese. And I was like, dude, pump the brakes. And, and, and off, that's why I even you. I posted about that <laughs> no, because I but. yeah,
0: and I, I I really think that it's worthwhile to do both. Like I like the unmelted slice. I, I know that's not too popular, but like, have you ever seen that thing they do? I, I forget what college town's in on the East Coast, but they they put uh, unmelted cheese on top of a pizza uh no but
1: i'm into that yeah like slices are like
0: sprinkle cheese it's a hot it's it's uh it's shredded cheese and it's so it's a hot slice coming out of the oven and then they just throw cold they call it the cold cheese slice and they just throw cold shredded mozzarella on top of the pizza yeah and so it was supposed to be the idea was these kids were coming in they were eating this really hot pizza they were burning the roof of their mouth they were all drunk and so that was sort of the solution was throw the cold cheese on it it cools it down it makes it extra cheesy and now it's a thing I like so that I, a lot. I compare it to that. Yeah, it's like that similar kind of cold cheese slice because on that cold cheese slice there is also melted cheese. It's mm-hmm. a regular slice of cheese pizza. So,
1: I think my ideal cheeseburger is, uh, and I like I like the the crust smash patties. Yeah, but ideally, I would have a a, a perfect circle. You know, maybe a. Fourth of an inch thick or so, but with a still a hard sear, mm-hmm. right? We're talking so cooked with mustard on probably. the bottom, yeah. mayo mustard on the bottom bun, with a cold cheese slice, patty cheese melted patty, no cheese pickle on top. There we go, nice. Because you have the cold, your cold lettuce and tomato, or sorry. Cold lettuce and cheese on the bottom, and then your cold pickle with that crunch up top, and it's got to be crinkle cut pickles or get out of here. Like i not <laughs> a... crinkle dills, crinkle dills. I don't like bread and butter pickles in general, and I don't like them when I put them on burgers. Yeah, I've had it work in a combination with a bunch of other ingredients, but when it's a
0: standalone pickle, like just that's your one veg. Yeah, I I, I can't go for that either. I've
1: I've I've, I've spoke my my feelings to. Uh, Places that do bread and butter pickles solely on their burgers. I'm like, what is this garbage? I don't yeah. Like... yeah. My burger on Friday had ketchup on it, and I am not a ketchup
0: fan. And I was like, Oh, no substitutions. I guess I'm getting ketchup. And they loaded it with ketchup. It was oh, ketchup y. <laughs> I,
1: I go through phases, um, especially like I ate Lachelle's weekly. Um my 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 lately my burger there has been I do a single patty there. Um, which I always get they always blast me for. But I do single patty cheese, and lately I've been doing just ketchup mayo on a potato bun. Mm. And it's so good. It's so good. And I'm the one that will publicly go out and say that ketchup is a children's condiment <laughs> and doesn't belong on anything. But I'm start to I'm starting to come around that on burgers it's okay. And they're using Heinz, I assume. Uh, they were using Heinz, yeah.
0: See, there's this ketchup out here called uh, Portland ketchup, and I'm not a ketchup person, but it is so good. It's really good. They use quality tomatoes. It's got a bit of a coarser grind. It's not that, like, you know, kind of slick. I, I just, to me, it's too sweet to yeah. have regular corn syrup ketchup, and that's my only problem with it. It gets so sweet, I can't taste it. Well, everything. I think that's why they
1: add the mayo to it. Like let that heavy fat it up. through it, you know. Yeah, yeah, break it down a little bit. I think on its own, I haven't had ketchup on a burger solo in a long time. That's all it was on this ketchup on Friday, or on this burger oh. on Friday. It was a
0: ketchup burger. <laughs> so what's what's the was like a was it a house made ketchup or was it like a uh, bottle ketchup? I think it was bottle. There I mean, that's know. it's it's too bad to say that, but I, I guess I'm not enough of a ketchup connoisseur to know it didn't taste that great to me.
1: There was, there was a, a spot I worked at in Chicago called Farmhouse, and I made a house made ketchup that was – it was sweet, but it was a bit vinegary, too, and it was phenomenal. And it was the same thing. It was a coarser coarser grind, and it was yeah. just absolutely fantastic. Yeah,
0: my, my grandma used to make one. She made these – it's not even going to sound good, but she made these cold meatloaf sandwiches, and they were the best. And she put her ketchup on it from tomatoes she grew in her garden – you know there was of course it was good it had so much right there it. man that's yeah. just yeah it was incredible um so what is a bebop's cheeseburger just before we close out the cheeseburger segment
1: so bebop's is a local food chain um okay here in like central iowa um and that's what they do is cheeseburgers and bebop's how long bebops. have they been around is that a is that like, like since a... like the 70s and actually it's funny oh, i just had cool. the. Uh, I just had the there. son of the founder on my buddy Brad and I's new podcast we're doing at the Merle Hay Mall uh, a few weeks ago. So I guess she kind of got the story of how it started, started as a you know roadside diner. And um, the guy was like, hey, uh, there's like these drive through restaurants in Texas and in Southern California. We should look into this. And neither one of his partners wanted to do it with him. So he said, fuck you. And he like mortgaged the house and mortgaged his business and uh, bought a location and put a drive through in. And like the east side of Des Moines and nice. the rest is history. And it's still like, you know, all the employees wear the paper hats. And if you, I've never been inside one, but the inside they have like fifties, you know, music playing, <laughs> um, you know, and everyone, they're all very polite, you know, white press shirts um, but they're just really good cheeseburgers, and it was actually great. I was like, uh, you know, it was like he's like the VP of operations, and I was like, well, now that's cool. I know you, man. Like, my kids like to eat there. You got, a, like, a free burger card? And he handed me a stack, like, that thick of, like, oh, free cheeseburger cards, and I was like,
0: score. Hell yeah. That's great.
1: I was pretty happy with that, so.
0: Cheeseburgers awesome. are right, great.
1: So- You've never so- seen all in cheeseburgers with this you'll never see somebody unhappy eating a cheeseburger just not it's not possible
0: it's it's a touchstone for me like i i swear like there's nothing that nothing else really that i'm like man it's been too long since i've had but man if i haven't had a cheeseburger in a while i start missing it it's weird yeah and when i'm out of the country I've learned not to try to order cheeseburgers out of the country because they're usually not good. But sometimes I still I fall into the trap and I'm like, I miss a cheeseburger. I got to get a cheeseburger. And then it's like, what is this? Did they put pork in this?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My wife, my kids were like, what's for dinner? This was a Wednesday. My wife's like turkey burgers. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so I made them as best I could. I seasoned them up real nice. The issue is you got to cook turkey all the way through. Right. And you just dry them out, and I loaded it. I yep. like I put mustard, cheese, and, cheese. and, and, and more cheese, cheese. And everything <laughs> in there to just try to like get it. I was like, "This is a really good meatball." Like I made a really good meatball sandwich. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to do it. Actually, I was even still go that out with the seasoning. Had the, yeah, I added
1: an avocado and some stuff like that. It was it was decent, but there you go. I definitely was not happy when again. I was making fucking turkey balls.
0: So let's talk about Miller High Life because uh that was my when i was in a band years ago that was our band beer we always
1: bought high life so it's it's well it's twofold coming into the beer world the brewing world that's kind of the beer that for whatever reason every brewer's like fuck big beer can i have a miller high life i'm like ah you hypocrite what's up um but i'm not one to say anything because i still think budweiser's pretty goddamn good beer um Miller High Life is is a weird one. When I first moved to Chicago, I worked at a spot and uh we had a uh, we had an employee there named Megs. And Megs was like I was 18, he had to be in his late 50s. Yeah. Uh older black man that had been working there for like 35 years. <clears throat> and just the kindest, most gentle man I've ever met. And we went to his house one day for a like a like our team's holiday party or summer party. It was the summer. And uh, I had like a Miller Lite and I was drinking it with my roommate Brian and Meg's came out and sat next to us and he goes, Alex, what the fuck are you drinking? And I was like, I'm drinking a Miller Lite. And he said, no, 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 son, no. And he went inside and he grabbed three Miller Highlifes and he handed me one. He's like, you're at my house. You don't disrespect me by drinking that shit. <laughs> you drink Miller High Life." And I said, okay. So close. And so then on out, all I ever drank was Miller High Life. And Meg's died a few, like, eight months later from cancer. And Ah. so at his funeral, we had high life, and I've just been drinking it forever. And then, of course, like, I started brewing, and that's what everyone drank. And I was like, oh, this is great. I really enjoy this. And, uh, I mean, it's just beautiful packaging. Uh, Nice corn lager, nice and sweet. You know, I mean, that high, like, 2.7 volumes of carbonation, a little bit higher. It's just fucking gorgeous. It's a gorgeous package. It's a gorgeous beer. And it's just got a lot of memories for me, you know, from early uh when I was under 21 drinking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Same, actually. That's that's always interesting too, is it's like uh, it's like bands that you connect with at this certain point in your life are sort of the bands that you like hold on to forever. And I think beer can be that way. There's sort of this connection that can be made yep. for a lot of us at least, and then you just hold on to that despite, well, you know, whatever. You just it's no, that's my beer.
1: Yeah, at the start of the pandemic, uh, a friend of mine works for Miller um, in Chicago, and she like reached out to me, and she was like, "Hey, I know you like High Life. Um, They're putting together like a marketing campaign, and they want to get some customer feedback." So I actually got like had to do like a two three hour interview, wow, questionnaire type thing with like the marketing team from Miller High Life, Uh, and they ended up paying me like three four hundred bucks or whatever it was so cool Um, and uh and that was right at the start of the pandemic well it was right before and then I got the check like this time three years ago and so I spent all the money on like like local Chicago homies businesses of mine that made stuff that were like shut down you know I like it so I thought it was pretty nice yeah good move I got to talk about Miller High Life and you know the same thing it was like eight in the morning that they they called me and I was like and Miller Highlights are like, you don't need to be drinking them. I'm like, that's fine. It's Tuesday. We're Ah, good. (laughs)
0: You're you're like, oh, I thought it was a requirement. All right. Well, let's talk about ice cream. And and how you got an ice cream. My my mom is an ice cream. That that is such a big part of when I think about my mom and and always having ice cream in the fridge or always stopping somewhere for a frozen yogurt after dinner or whatever. That's that's what I think of. And you mentioned your grandma, so I... We all, Yeah, I we wanna, always had ice about cream. That.
1: We always had ice cream, but my grandma, for whatever reason, we would always... Her and I would always eat ice cream, and it was like either mint chip or like... Uh, That's my mom's flavor. Just like regular <laughs> chocolate chip.
0: Um, Boom. Tell us about ice cream. Mint chocolate chip.
1: <laughs> yeah, mint chip. You know, my grandma always just had it and like it was dessert every day um we'd go up on sundays every sunday we'd go up to her house um in the winter or the summer to see her she, you know she only lived like 30 minutes away from us but that's kind of when we wouldn't would go see her and uh you know we'd mow the lawn we'd have lunch or dinner and eat ice cream afterwards and you know i'd always sit with her and she also had a, like she had a quintessential grandma had like a probably fake uh, crystal bowl filled with like candy on her center table. And it was never the candy you wanted. It was like Werther's originals and yeah. like those little strawberry yep. candies, you know, like the hard yep. candies that arms. Yep. garbage. Um, But yeah, ice cream and uh, butterscotch pudding. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. She always has, well, she's dead, but she always had butterscotch pudding in her fridge too.
0: I'm a but fan. You, I really like butterscotch pudding.
1: It, it's it, it definitely, like, one of those ones that I'm like, I wouldn't seek it out, but if it's there, like, I'm like, it. I yeah. eat it, I'm like, it, it that, and like, even, like, when I eat mint, mint chip ice cream, like, it's literally, like, whoosh, memories of, like, plant, you know, T-ball and, like, her backyard and, uh, the smell. <laughs> And oddly, the other one that reminds me of my grandma and ice cream is uh, uh, beer and cigarettes, but stale beer and cigarettes, like the next day. <laughs> uh, we had a we had a place down in the Lake of the Ozarks, and that was like you know we'd go down there for long weekends, so like the Fridays and Saturdays and Sunday mornings always smelled like stale cigarette smoke and open old beer. Yeah, so it just and takes you there immediately. Like, gag at that, and I'm like. Grandma, what's up? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that, it, a lot of the
0: places I see doing burgers right now, I know this goes backwards a little bit on what we are talking about, are throwing in one one kind of uh, sweet item. And I've been seeing them do like banana pudding or a scoop of ice cream or something
1: like that. And I what? feel like that's a... Yeah. Have you seen any of that? I've There's a guy on the East Coast that does like marshmallow fluff. But that's the only it's, thing I've seen. I but think he's been doing that for like... 30
0: years 7th street burger not on the burger i just mean as a uh so they're gonna have a sweet item instead of doing like milkshakes or something that's actually gonna take oh shit okay they want to do a scoop and serve sweet item so they do something like a pudding or um you know an ice cream or something like that
1: there's a spot in california uh yellow paper burgers i don't know if you've followed them or seen them i don't know Uh, they started during the pandemic and they make uh they have a really good looking burger uh, two patties, yeah. cheese, shredded lettuce, uh, tomato pickle. But then they do chopped chilies as well on their burger, which I think is yeah. an absolute game changer.
0: I completely um, agree. That is definitely part of my plan.
1: Chopped chilies are absolutely, and I've actually been wanting to incorporate chopped chilies into my my burger sauce recently, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't made burger sauce in a while because I've been on a hot dog kick lately.
0: Oh, um, nice.
1: Well, this is another time for now, another story, but they, uh, <laughs> they do their, their sweet item is they do like, uh like uh fruit t- turnovers and stuff like that. Oh, okay. They're called so many things. I don't know what to call them. Like, are they
0: frying them fresh? So when you order it, are they throwing raw dough in the fryer?
1: I, I think they're frying them fresh. Um, You know, I always just see the, the videos and stuff, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys call them up there in the, in the Northeast or in the Northwest there? Popovers. <clears throat> what do you, what do you call them? I mean, Gosh, it's I don't like even a know. just, just filled a fruit, with
0: fruit. fruit pie is probably what i would say but fruit i would over yeah. Oh, yeah you know what they sorry in,
1: in california they call them hand pies over there
0: Hand pie california.
1: okay ham pies i was like what do they call them there yeah that's that's the weird part about food is that every corner calls it something different right yeah and you it's, it's, it's an have, ownership um, thing
0: i feel like i feel like then you, you guys have it, any you know?
1: like uh loose meat sandwiches up up, up that way at all
0: we don't, but there's a taco place doing loose meat taco burgers right now, and everyone's like freaking out about it, saying, yeah. Oh, that's not a burger, and like there's all that. And I, I love a loose meat burger. What's that place out there? Um, ready the, uh, made made
1: right's like the big made one. right, yeah, yeah. But made right is a, is a loose meat, they call it a loose meat sandwich, which sandwich burger, same thing. Um, yep. agreed. It, to, to to qualify as a the difference between a loose meat sandwich or a made right and a sloppy joe is wet versus dry. Because these loose meat sandwiches aren't there's no liquid or big binder. It's literally just seasoned dry meat yep. on a panty, on a on, on a bun. Whereas a sloppy joe, you know, is that way. So that one's kind of got some contention here in Iowa. It's, it's in the Midwest on what people call it and how they describe it, but they're all wrong. Yeah, because of the uh
0: I was worried about the taco burger being a mess. I ordered pinto beans, uh refried pinto beans on it to act as a binder, oh. and it totally worked.
1: <laughs> oh, I bet that <laughs> kept, was delicious though.
0: It kept the sandwich together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I uh I, I definitely got a this is off on a tangent, but I was a little uh I was a uh, uh, on the devil's lettuce recently and uh kind of like looking at the definition of a burger <clears throat> yeah and i got really like meta and like really like thirty thousand feet above it here
0: oh please let's go I was there like,
1: okay so a burger constitutes as a bun cut in half with some sort of meat on it uh, but we also have open-faced sandwiches or open-faced burgers right and those still constitute in that sandwich burger realm so my argument to a text group of my buddies was eggs benedict burger yeah i mean if we're looking at it that way right yeah biscuits and gravy yeah i don't it, know it, it meets all my qualifiers sure why it, not it's got it the definitely meat. does it's- uh my buddy chris betts who owns a uh, transient artisan ales is a, a sandwich connoisseur um and he, and he had a lot to say about it he uh he wasn't getting back to us in the text group and we realized this because he was writing a text that was like, uh, here comes the brick <laughs> this this long. And I was like, okay, I knew he had something to say about this. So nice. But yeah. It kind of uh, got, got me thinking. Cause like, you know, somebody's like, oh, well uh, you don't eat a, you don't eat a uh, eggs Benedict with your hands. So it's not a sandwich or a burger. I'm like, well, fuck a croque. Madame is, Fully a sandwich, but with an egg on top that you cut, you don't eat that with your hands, so, but it's still a sandwich. So, like, where where's the line drawn right in this conversation? You know, I mean, is a pizza there's there's a pizza rules, a toast but on the same thing?
0: There's exceptions that break the rules in every direction. So I just say it's fuzzy and, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and
1: I, I think what needs to happen is we need to get a committee together. I think Congress needs to put nice. some funding uh mainly for drugs uh To really like get a group <laughs> together and 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 really dive into this and create subcategories because we need answers. We need answers to get to the bottom needs of this. you know, so maybe it's me, maybe it's you and I, Jeff. Maybe we gotta get together <laughs> and just and just break it all down I, for me. I think we'll a or subcommittee.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent idea. We can because I think a lot it of needs to, to happen.
1: We need because there's obviously subcategories. I mean, like. Yeah, I said biscuits and gravy. I was really stoned, but I don't think that's a sandwich or a burger. But technically, if you cut that biscuit in half, it right? qualifies. Yeah, throw an egg on it. Now you're getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was off on a rant. but Well, it no, you know, it's funny because
0: I, I think about silly stuff like that. Like, I actually came up with a metric for how to judge a burger place. Like, uh, on the bun they use, the grind, the, the quality of meat, the whether they season their patty or not, style of cheese they use, like everything. And it's just a... It's like a spreadsheet checklist of like all these things of, and I don't use it, but it was just my brain one day going like, okay, so how do I, when I do my place, how do I make sure that I'm at the top of the list on all these things? And yeah. there's things on there that most places do not do, like make their own condiments and stuff, but I, I'm a hundred percent going to make my own condiments. So like that Fuck, kind of yeah. stuff that I, I want to make sure that it's like. You know, why not? Why even bother with the category if you're not going to be exceptional? And so I, as a student of the game, as an absolute cheeseburger lover, just like you, um, I want to make sure that any effort that I put into that field is going to be like, I don't know, top of the line. I'm going to age my beef. I'm going to, I'm going to grind a little bit of bacon into my grind, like little things like that, that are going to make it like,
1: okay, you've talk to George Motes on this before. because George Motes has feelings about George Motz has quite a bit of feelings on uh I had him on my podcast uh a while like a year or two ago, and he had big feelings on the grind, you know, people putting brisket in versus chuck versus blah blah blah. He's yeah, like, listen, I'd you're not gonna cook it. those at the same temp or uh, duration if you have them separately. Why the fuck do they belong in a burger together? And yeah. like it like made me like and Corey was sitting there, we were we uh, we did it at Lachelle's. And we were just, and Corey was like, shit, I gotta rethink my grind.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like that that's an interesting thought. It's like when I get um, there's these like seven bean mixes you can buy. I know this is a again another tangent, but it's like a seven bean mix that you can buy, and it's like those beans are not all gonna cook at the same rate. By the time this bean is complete mush, this other bean's gonna still be hard.
1: Yeah, I I love my wife more than anything in the entire world. Good preface. But our biggest argument is when she's making food. And she'll like, like start cooking the the ground beef for like our white people tacos and then have that finished and then start the rice. I'm like, well, it's going to be at least 30 minutes. Like we like, you have to like, right. you have to do it in the Seq right orders. order. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> or yeah. like breakfast, like you'll make the eggs and then you'll put the potatoes in the oven. I'm like, now we're eating cold eggs. What the fuck, man? Like this is. <laughs>
0: And and the only way to hack that is you just eat one item at a time, if possible. You're well, like, that's, well, that's, I guess I'm eating I that. Cook,
1: that's usually what I do. Is
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I think last night I made some. We made some like carne or uh, sorry, um, carne asada tacos with one of those pre-marinated carne asada things you get at the store. That my wife saw. My in-laws were in town. Yeah, and uh, I think last night was the first time I actually, and it was actually really good. Nice. Um, last night was the first time in a while that I've actually made dinner. And then made myself a plate and went and eat eaten with everybody. Oh, okay. So usually I'm just like snacking throughout, you know, and then I'm like, I do a yeah, lot I'm of good. that. I'm good. <laughs> well, I,
0: I do my like silly platings and in the course of doing all that, it's like I end up eating like the scraps, like, oh, that didn't fit on the plate, or you yep. know, I, I prepped too much of this or whatever. And so like by the end of it, I'm like, uh, eh. and then I take a few pictures and then I'm not even that hungry anymore. <laughs> I'm like, eh. feels
1: like I ate it. I over prep everything. Like I make way too much all the time. Uh, me too. Like me, me too. I'm bad at that for some reason. I need I'm to actually like
0: food cost thing that I need to dial in for my own yeah,
1: place. I, you know, <laughs> like I'll have like a bowl, like a fucking four or five quart bowl of burger sauce. And I'm like, I'm going to throw this away in two weeks because I'm not going to eat all of it. Unfortunately, I am guilty of that. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause I'm like, it's, Oh, it needs a little bit more sauce. <laughs> Oh, needs a little bit more than this. And when you're done, you're like, what am I going to do with two
0: quarts of sauce? Exactly, so many burgers yeah. are we making here? This is not a restaurant.
1: I'm making three. Let's talk about something
0: it. else that people have pretty strong opinions on. That's barbecue. And you, uh, you definitely have a history with barbecue.
1: Yeah, I grew up in Kansas City. Um, Kansas City is like a really good blend because when it comes to sauces – you know, you have your places in Kansas City that do, like, the ketchup-based, the thicker, like, kind of molasses-based ones. Yeah. And then you have your spots, too, that do kind of, like, the more uh, Carolina-style, like, thinner vinegar-based. Um. But then there's places that will, like, ode to Texas and do a dry rub, uh, and do no sauce. But, I mean, you look at, like, like, the largest stockyard in the world at one point was Kansas City. And so, like, barbecue is is in its blood like it's beating barbecue and high cholesterol like kansas city is and it's so good um and i think you know you have your you know your north carolina your texas and your your uh nashville spots and people will argue we have the best we have the best we have the best and then they come to kansas city and they're all like oh shit you do it all good like you that's know,
0: it, that's what I found was the variety there is unlike anywhere. And I, I'd ever been,
1: I would say Kansas city's most known for its rib tips and doing those phenomenally, but brisket, pork, chicken, you know, any fowl like they do it all really, really well.
0: And and like we talked about earlier about the, the next generation carrying that on, do you see those barbecue restaurants? Uh, are they, getting patronized enough? Or are they getting
1: uh well so there's just a lot more opening Are so, they still killing it? Mm-hmm, yeah. And and I um some of the places that like when I was growing up, the big ones were your Arthur Bryant's, uh your Gates, um Zardas, which was a small kind of family owned one out in Blue Springs. It's just absolutely fucking phenomenal. Like the best. Zardas. Is that um,
0: like a Greek family? Zarda's.
1: Yeah. Uh, they, they, were, uh, they weren't Greek they were very white okay. Christian uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um like when I was like getting in high school, uh like Oklahoma Joe's opened up um and they're like considered like the best in Kansas City now and they've won all these awards and uh oh, wow,
0: I'm not I'll, even I'll do them. a
1: hot take here oh okay. I nice. think it's the most overrated food I've ever eaten and this is like <laughs> before they won all the awards even. When they were still, like, out of the gas station and, like, in their original location way out there, me and my buddy Cody would just, like, smoke weed after school and go eat food. Um, And uh, we'd go out there and it was, like, it was always it was good, but it wasn't, like, the best. Is it one of those where things where they,
0: they put it on for the competition and they win a bunch of awards and then that's not what they serve you? Exactly. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I've been to those restaurants before those those barbecue restaurants where, like, like, look at all our
1: awards. And I'm like, that's not what you serve me. People flock there, though. Like, that's the thing.
0: Because um, yeah, it's the easy answer. And maybe they have good but, parking uh, and they allow dogs. I always find that it's like all these factors that I don't even think of, because, you know, you and I are like, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if they're a little bit rude to me. Like if the food's yeah. good, I- I'm going to come back. And there was I think a spot how a lot of people operate
1: there was a spot in Kansas City down in the Swope Park neighborhood um and it's a real shame because i've looked it up and this was like early 2000s like 2004 to 2007 before i moved out it just had a sign that said barbecue it was a you know not a big building it was a small building on the side of the road and there was a uh, train track kind of above it and this was a in Swope Park neighborhood the the bridge on the train track was very like archy and like aqueducty it was awesome uh, in this place I mean you're very like what you imagine roadside barbecue like you know just like big big dude with a wife beater with a apron on that had just barbecue sauce on it and grease piles of wood out back and just smoke rolling like you know the, you have the like you walk in and there's like the smoke wall <clears throat> of just like it being in the in the restaurant and oh, that yeah. place was phenomenal and we would go there all the time it was cheap it was good um i went back like five six years after i moved and i was like talking this place up and i went down there and it was just a Empty building that had been abandoned that looked like it had been closed for like 25 years. And my buddy's like, Are you sure there was a restaurant here? I'm like, 100%, dude. Like, 100%. (laughs) He's like, What was the name of it? I was like, I literally, it said barbecue and that was it. It said BBQ and that was it. (laughs) And it had some hours and an open or close sign on it. And that was it. And it was phenomenal. Uh, But I mean, there's so many barbecue spots opening in Kansas City right now that, like, I mean, I don't go back as often as I should that I haven't even heard of um, that I'm excited to get back to because everyone like here is just says it's absolutely slang barbecue down there. Wow. I guess I know where I need to go next. Have you been to Austin? Have you been to Franklin's? I have not. No worth. That's worth the wait for sure. I,
0: I really want 100% to worth the wait. I watched his master class and everything. I'm, I'm such a fan of just not just his, you know, technique, but also just his kind of, uh, his passion and connection to the food is like really palpable.
1: Yeah. Do you like fried chicken at all? Oh my god. Yes, so much. Last well, so time I was in Kansas Atlanta. City, that there's in this West. place called uh uh Stroud's Oak Manor, Oak Ridge Manor. Okay. And it's like a house type, I mean it's a restaurant and they do uh they do pan fried chicken like in big cast irons. That's
0: how it's gotta be done
1: jeff i'm telling you it's like i forget about it whenever i go back and then i leave and i'm like Fuck, why didn't we go to strouds but that one me and my buddy cody uh we would we'd you know <clears throat> we'd partake in some uh in some drogas and then go up there and just smash pan fried chicken and it was do they do they that's nail so it on the biscuits good. or uh anything biscuits, else? Biscuits, I do? mean collard greens, you get okay. black eyed peas. That's uh, I don't want all red. that. I, I gotta it have was, all the trimmings. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have it all with it. It was <laughs> okay. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Fried Grab okra. You, on the I love fried okra. So do my I. Wife oh likes my all gosh. Food. She does not like okra. I love okra.
0: I seek it out. I absolutely love fried okra. Yeah. Oh. And and I think that would be a fun thing to serve with burgers too. Like uh you know, everybody just does fries all the time, and I always think about like what the other things are here. I am getting back to burgers again. I can't help myself. That's um but do. I always think about what the other fun sides would be. And for me, okra is just such a great, like crispy, delicious,
1: multi-textural. Like I, love... I had I had pickled okra on a burger once, and it was delicious. Oh so, like, that they, sounds they cut it great. lengthwise. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, it's kind of veinous, which is like I guess like you don't really want to do that, but through the pickling, I like tightened it up and it had a good snap to it. It was really good.
0: I've had a pickled okra before. I've never had it on a burger though. It but was I can really see good. How be awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow.
1: Very happy. All right.
0: It. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this up. But uh I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. And I, I oh, think man. we're gonna have to do a few of these if you'll uh meet with me again sometime in the I, future. I'd I I really, really appreciate that. My favorite thing. Man, me too. Um the fact that you actually have had George Moats on your podcast before like that's that's really the goal of something like this would be to just connect with people like yourself like george like other just passionate food individuals that have a personal story to tell so thank you so much for sharing your story with us and
1: i've got about honestly i feel like we just scratched the surface stories so
0: oh i love it i'm gonna want all of them and honestly we need to uh meet up and eat burgers together as soon as possible and uh kind of make that connection as well august of
1: this year you have to make yeah, the trip
0: down. I, I really do. And, uh, you know, I, I want to cook, like, with you as well. I feel like that's, like, the next level of connection, too, is, you know, I want to eat. But we we got to cook for If you come together. down,
1: you can stay anywhere, be a guest at my house. We'll get the griddle set up, and we'll cook in the garage or in the backyard. Ah, uh, you're the best, man. And we'll I have people that. over, and we'll cook for people. Hell Yeah.